Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to me and Harry at Amber W Sports at HDouglas83. You can also always give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So we are waiting the big news that we do expect to come today, Harry Douglas, in terms of Sue Robinson's decision regarding the disciplinary action of Deshaun Watson. So we are expecting some sort of suspension will most likely be issued if she finds a violation of the league's conduct policy. And we're finally getting that information a month, a full month after the hearing for the disciplinary action took place, weeks after the briefs were submitted. It has been a long wait. A lot of people, Harry, thought that this news was going to come down before training camp began. Deshaun Watson has been at training camp. He's out there practicing with this team and yet doesn't actually know what his future is with this team. Answers apparently, though, coming here, we expect in the next couple hours. And I'll say this is what you want from Sue L. Robinson. She actually took her time uh, with this case, right? And not only took her time, she she thoroughly went through the information. And that's what you can ask for for a person in her position, to not rush through things, but go through all the facts, go through all the details, and come out with a ruling that we're actually going to get today. So looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. But I love the fact that she's taking her time uh, within this case and, and, and making her decision. Here's what this tells me about the timing of this decision. First of all, she doesn't care about the training camp schedule of the NFL, obviously. But I do think her issuing this decision on August 1st does give enough time for an appeal process if they go down that road, maybe a federal court process if it ends up there as well, because you are trying to get some answers done before the season starts. Now, both sides have three days to appeal this decision. So we are expecting that this decision comes down today. And then we're going to be waiting over the next few days to find out whether the NFL appeals this decision or whether the NFLPA and Watson appeals this decision. Now, the NFLPA issued a statement that strongly suggests, without outright stating it, but strongly, strongly, strongly suggests that they're not going to appeal this decision. Here was the statement, or in part, from the NFLPA. Every player, owner, business partner, and stakeholder deserves to know that our process is legitimate and will not be tarnished based on the whims of the league office. This is why, regardless of her decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling, and we call on the NFL to do the same. It's interesting, because it feels like, to me, public strong arming of the NFL where the PA and Watson if you're cynical you could maybe read between the lines here Harry and suggest that they know that this ruling is going to be favorable to them and that they're putting on the public pressure of the NFL not to now appeal this ruling which certainly is within the NFL's right under this new CBA 
Yeah, what, what this statement says to me from the NFLPA, the National Football uh, League Players Association, who represent players, right? Um, it's saying that Deshaun Watson, in so many words, is going to be suspended anywhere between four to eight games, especially if they're saying they're not going to appeal. They're going to trust uh, Sue L. Robinson uh, and her rulings and her findings within this case. So that's what it says to me, four to eight games for, for Deshaun Watson. I'm still, I can't, I'm, 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 it's like I keep looking at my clock, like what time are we going to get the news? What, what is the verdict going to be? Um, but soon we will have that information and we'll be able to share it with the audience. Jake Trotter is reporting that the news is supposed to come down before 9 a.m. Eastern. So obviously we will be dissecting it here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. But I, I'm with you that it at least indicates that statement from the NFLPA and Watson sort of indicates to me that they at least, I don't know if it indicates in terms of a specific period of time, but it at least indicates to me that they think it's going to be less than the NFL asked for, which the NFL asked for is full season. Now, if you're not a cynic, you could say, well, they're, they're trying to set a precedent here where the NFLPA is saying, you know what? We're going to abide by this independent arbitrator's ruling. We both agreed on having her make this initial ruling under the new CBA amongst the sides. Let's go ahead and agree that her ruling should stand and that we're not using the appeal power to Roger Goodell. But the fact that this statement comes with Watson as well and Watson doesn't have as much of an vested interest in setting a precedent as the NFLPA obviously would then it kind of does indicate to me that they have some semblance of an idea that this is going to be a less suspension than at least the NFL was requesting which we know the NFL starting point was a full season uh, in terms of that disciplinary action. Jake Trotter ESPN Browns reporter was on game night he explained what are the next steps if Deshaun Watson is in fact suspended presumably if, if you read the letter of the law in the cba he would be allowed to practice with the team throughout the preseason in training camp now unless she explicitly stated that he's not able to uh he would be able to practice and then you know just for our conversation let's say he suspended six games so when the regular season begins he would have to be away from the team for three games he would be able to return in week four to practice and then would be able to play in week seven I don't know if a lot of people realize that, Harry, where mm -hmm. his time away from the team is actually not that significant if we are talking about something like a six-game suspension. Because no matter what the suspension is, on the back end of the suspension, he can rejoin the team before he can actually play out there. And on the front end of the suspension, in terms of training camp and practice, he can be there. So the period of time, if this is a six- to eight-game suspension that he's actually fully away from the Cleveland Browns, frankly, is nominal, even if we're not going to see him on Sundays on television for a while. <laughs> That's all it is. It'll be three weeks. And, right. Um, a, a now, lot of people... I mean, that probably does matter a little bit because we're talking about a quarterback that's, you know, brand new to an organization, right? Like, you'd rather have those weeks in preparing for a regular season, but it doesn't seem detrimental to the success of the Browns towards the but, end of the it, regular season. But, but it is significant time because within those three weeks, and I know Deshaun Watson and his camp, they're going to do everything that they can to work out. He's going to have scripts. He's going to have plays. Um, so he could try to mimic, but it's hard to actually mimic game like football, right? It's hard to mimic going against a defense and them showing you certain looks and you having guys rushing and your wide receivers one on one with the DB and he's fighting against leverage. And when you're away from football, you're throwing against, you're throwing on air basically. You're throwing the guys that's running routes on air. So they're always going to be open. So your ball placement, um, 
might not always be as accurate as it may be if a guy's playing press coverage and he's all draped on a receiver. You might have to throw a football low. You might have to throw a football high. If you're just throwing routes on air, you can just hit him right in the chest or, or whatnot. So it is a difference um, that being away for, for those three weeks. But if I can remember correctly, I don't think it used to be like that. I, I think back in the day when you were suspended for four or five games, I actually thought you had to be away the entire time. And I got to check and make sure I'm correct on that. But I, I believe think this, you're right that the back end window didn't exist. I think exactly. you could have still been a training camp uh, and the uh, preseason stuff for, in terms yep. of practice. But I believe you're right. I would have to also pull the old CBA. I believe you're right that the back window didn't exist to the same degree. What's interesting now, though, is what happens if there is an appeals process. Because mm-hmm. under the new CBA, they did appoint this independent arbitrator and Sue Robinson to make this initial decision. However, both the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to still give Roger Goodell and the NFL the ultimate appeals power here. Now, Goodell also could appoint another independent arbitrator, but otherwise he could oversee the appeal himself. So he can essentially appeal this ruling to himself, Harry. And that is what the NFLPA and Watson, by this statement that they released last night, it Mm. feels like they're trying to avoid that with the public pressure. I frankly don't know why the NFL, though, when it's guaranteed or when it's agreed to under the collective bargaining agreement, I don't really know why the NFL would succumb to the public pressure of that. And then if he if if he uses that appellate process, essentially, he mm-hmm. overrules this. He then goes on to just to suspend Deshaun Watson for a year, you know, which is what the NFL originally wanted to do reportedly. Then I would imagine Watson and the NFL PA are going to federal court and filing a suit. We've seen it before. We've seen it with Tom Brady. Now it's very, very hard to win in federal court in a scenario like this because there is an agreed upon collective bargaining agreement. And the NFL PA did agree to give Roger Goodell this appeals power, but it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out and how that plays out in the court of public opinion and what happens there with Deshaun Watson's ability to play moving forward. So the story is not over yet, but we do expect this news to come down today. Again, Jake Trotter is reporting that this news is expected to break before 9 a.m. Eastern. So we will absolutely be covering it on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, and Harry Douglas hanging out with you, filling in for the guys. Coming up next, Diana Rossini joins us on the expectations for the Deshaun Watson decision. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Clearly, this is a distraction, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. When you make a decision, you want to make it airtight. And you want to try to make it appeal-proof. From the NFLPA statement that they put out, I think we can pretty much bank on Deshaun Watson being suspended anywhere between four to eight games. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We continue to honor the life of the great Bill Russell here on ESPN Radio all day long. You can give us a call. Let us know what Bill Russell meant to you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But you heard it there on the rejoin. We are also awaiting big news on the Deshaun Watson front. We do expect to know here in the next couple hours whether Deshaun Watson will be suspended and for how long. We're awaiting the decision from Sue Robinson, the independent arbitrator that oversaw the disciplinary action against Deshaun Watson. So for all things NFL and the Deshaun Watson conversation, let's bring in our friend Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. And Diana, thanks for joining us. I mentioned there the Deshaun Watson news is expected to come down. What is your expectation as it concerns this Watson decision? Yeah, good morning, guys. So, you know, it's funny. You have conversations around the league from all different people, those with the Browns, those in the same division, those that, that you know, are going to wind up playing them this season. And, you know, look, uh, everyone's at a point now they just want to know the answer. Um, but, but from what I can gather, most are feeling like this is going to be between six to eight games. I had a conversation with the GM yesterday to – kind of pick his brain on what he was hearing maybe perhaps what he thought uh he's not with the browns but uh he, you know and, and he said I, I don't expect a year i definitely don't expect a year and and that that was kind of like a similar sentiment i'd heard around the league i think that one year recommendation uh that the that the league gave um seems to be extreme from 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 those in the nfl that that may believe that that may that may be just a little too much uh, but of course we will see, you know, I've been working phones since yesterday when news broke that today was going to be the day, you know, Monday morning, they were going to make this decision. You know, I talked to sources with the league, with the Browns, those close to Watson. And, you know, I'll, I'll just start with, from the Browns perspective, Amber, you know, it, it's been a really strange journey for them. Uh, obviously this is a decision they made, but they just want an answer now. You know, because, you know, I asked them a few times over the last 24 hours, what are you expecting? What do you want? What, you know, what are you thinking? And it's, 
most of the tone is just we just want to know now. We just want to know so we can just we can just move on here. So uh, in terms of what the Browns are doing right now, it's it's Monday. We're in training camp. It, they are trying their best to make this just a regular day. But, guys, we, we, we know it's not. Yeah, Diana, what does the statement by the NFLPA um, actually say to you about what the decision may be? Because they came out and actually said in the statement that they're not going to appeal the decision that is actually made. What does that say to you about uh, what that decision will be? Yeah, I thought that was that was a very interesting statement. Um, that says to me that you know they are comfortable with with perhaps what they are predicting the suspension to be. That they know if they appeal it, and this goes to the commissioner Roger Goodell, and then he has to be the one to make the decision if it is appealed. I think they believe that his would be harsher. So this is a safe way to just deal with the consequences, which I they obviously expect to be less. Um, but to put that out there as fast as they did yesterday, that nope, they're good with it, tells me uh, they may even know. You know, they, they, they may even know the answer already as to how many games this is. I can tell you, I tried getting the answer from everybody. I even tried with the Browns this morning. <laughs> Uh, thinking that maybe perhaps they know too, you know, and and everyone's staying pretty tight-lipped for now. But, you know, I I did ask the Browns, how does this work? You know, and uh, apparently they're going to hop on a call. Um, The high-ranking people are are, going to hop on a call. They're going to get their answer. And, you know, uh, RJ Trotter, who's been fantastic on this story in Cleveland, uh, I know he's reporting that that they expect this before 9 o'clock. Uh, and the Browns are kind of feeling like 10 o'clock's the latest. Like they, they, they think that's the latest this will go. So I'm sure we will know, uh, you know, with, within the next hour or so, guys. A lot of people jumping to the conclusion that the NFLPA or Watson's camp knows something or at least has some sense of something with that statement that they released yesterday. We will know for sure, though, it sounds like, over the next couple hours. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. So, Diana, you've been out of Jets camp and covering training camp, but some other huge news broke in the NFL yesterday where Debo Samuel, he finally got paid. So I assume that you saw that what does that mean for the 49ers? This news comes down before any news regarding Jimmy Garoppolo. That might surprise some people, but a three-year deal, uh, $58 million, I believe it was, guaranteed. A deal that looks, frankly, a lot like DK's deal. It really does, and you guys know that they have the same agent, uh, and, and it, it is, it's almost identical uh, in terms of that contract. And it is money that Debo was looking for. It's similar. It's it, they were not off by that much from from the start of all of this, and you know you you start reflecting back on how we got here. Right, this all started from Debo telling the team and Jeff Darlington reporting the news that he wanted a trade. Uh, you know, and I, I also think it's been really interesting to look at the receiver market in this offseason on how they all handled their business. Uh, yet most of them had the same agent. Yet they all kind of did it differently. Right, we saw DK. Uh, DK was pretty chill about it, I thought, um, compared to the rest of them. I thought he, he I think he pretended as he as he admitted uh, to kind of act like he wasn't happy and he was going to leave and, and all this and hold out. Um, but but I thought he handled it 
probably the calmest, right? Uh, AJ Brown, going back to him, that 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 looked like that was on a path of disaster in Tennessee with him wanting to get a certain number. Also, the same agent, and then obviously they traded him. And then you know we know we know with Debo now. Um, so I would say Debo's was probably had the most drama around it just because he was demanding trades and and wanting to get out and leaking things that he wasn't happy, scrubbing social media, you know, how all all that came together, guys. So uh, obviously a a big win. Kyle Shanahan did not want to have an offense without Debo Samuel. Mm. End of story. They've got a quarterback that's still developing here that we have a lot of questions about. And he is a centerpiece. He is the centerpiece. And when we, we go through just the production and the role that he has on this team, um, I never really doubted. And, and look, the, the Niners, just from, from having conversations with other teams that were interested in Debo, they, the teams kept telling me, the Niners aren't trading him. They're, they're, they're going to work it out. They're, they're, not, they're never trading Debo. Uh, and obviously, we've heard this so many times in every sport, right? You hear a player, oh, they're never trading him. They're never trading him. And you never say never in sports. But when you have that many teams that wanted this player, just – uh, you know, share, we're wasting our time. We don't even call them anymore. Um, you you kind of start feeling good that, they, it, that that's going to get done. And that got done. And, you know, now I feel like, guys, I feel like we're, we're, we're checking off the list of the big items this offseason and Debo being one of them last night, Deshaun in a little bit, and then Jimmy next. Diane, I got to ask you, a guy like Debo Samuel signing there for the next three years, uh, a very nice contract. Shout out to Debo and his camp for actually getting that deal done. And the 49ers front office. But when you know, you see a guy like Trey Lance who wants to start his NFL career off the right way as a starting quarterback, how valuable is a guy like Debo Samuel? How easy can he make things for a guy like Trey Lance? Uh, it, you, we talk security blanket all the time, right? That's like our favorite word to use when a, when a player can just dump the ball off to a guy. I mean, Debo Samuel will be – the face of the security blanket in San Francisco now for Trey Lance, just because he's able to do anything. He can handle so much. He physically can handle so much. Harry, I know you've seen Debo up close and personal, you know, face to face. Uh, I I remember the first time I saw Debo and, and you're, he's amazing in terms of just his physical makeup of how big he is of of, of a guy. And, you know, you don't think of receivers even running backs, you don't think of them being built the way he is, and he is, and and it, and it's it's almost like shocking a little bit when you first when you first see him. Um, so you, you know you you add up all the characteristics that Debo brings to this offense, the comfort he has in the system, the confidence he has in the system, the things that he's willing to do, changing positions and really doing anything that Kyle Shanahan asks of him. Um, he's probably the best thing to happen to Trey Lance um, as as he continues to grow. And I bet you you can ask probably Jimmy Garoppolo, and he would be the perfect person to tell you how dependable Debo Samuel is in, in, in situations that when you get in trouble, you can just dump the ball to him and he'll get it done. Diana, I mentioned that you were out at Jets camp, and so I have to ask you a Jets question. Now, I know that I talked to you on air on Saturday. You sounded actually excited, like there's excitement there around this new Jets team and excitement about the development of Zach Wilson. How has he looked different now between year one and year two so far in training camp? 
Amber, you left out the most important detail. When we talked on Saturday night, you caught me right after I took a shower after a long day of training camp in the heat and sweaty <laughs> and disgusting. And I just, I felt so refreshed. I barreled Amber uh, oh, and Courtney over with just all my Jets enthusiasm. And as you can tell from my voice today, I'm a little calmer now about them. I, I've chilled, <laughs> I chilled out over Zach Wilson. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Just coming off Jets camp this weekend, uh, the development of him, the improvements. Look, there's still so many question marks, right? And, and you're going to hear all the characteristics about Zach Wilson. You're going to hear players, teammates, coaches, all talk about the things that he has. It's just going to come down to whether or not he can do it and bring it all together. And, you know, the, the pieces this front office were able to sign and draft and, and figure out to help Zach Wilson um, you know, they're developing too. They're rookies. They're learning. And, and Zach and I actually talked about that. Just what a difference it is to go from your rookie season to your second year um, for a quarterback. But, you know, he has a little empathy and, and sympathy uh, for those rookies right now as they're trying to learn the, you know, the, the playbook and learn how to be an NFL player. We're only, you know, Saturday, they were four days in. They had Sunday off. They're in pads today. Uh, I actually loved talking, to, you know, to Sauce Garner about, Today, I, I said, are, are you kind of nervous, you know, about first day in pads? Like, I can't wait. I, I wish we were practicing on, you know, yesterday, Sunday. Um, he just wants to get out there because he's like, that. This is that's rough football. And he's like, the receivers have such an advantage when they're not in pads. They're so much faster. Uh, he's like, I can't really touch them. I can't hit them. He's like, and now on Monday, I can't wait to just get at them. So uh, if these young rookies can continue to develop and 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 seem as and, and play bought in as much as they seem because they were really impressive all three of those first round picks uh they could be really good but but it's it's going to come down to whether or not Zach Wilson can make better decisions in the pocket uh you know and and if he continued to to just extend plays like he did last season we saw little spurts of it and when he does it he can be really really good and if that o-line can protect him the jets have a shot Putting on pads in training camp today gets us all one step closer to football. So I think we're all excited about that. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini. <laughs> Diana, thanks for stopping by. We continue. Thanks. I to- also showered today. So oh, thanks well, for having that's- me. We, we, are, we, we appreciate you showering. You might need another exactly. shower after training camp from how I hear uh, how dirty it gets out there. We continue here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. We continue to honor the life and legacy of Bill Russell. Nobody did it better. And so coming up next, we discuss athletes and activism. Bill Russell certainly set the standard there. We discuss the weight and responsibility some athletes have with being influential voices in their community. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You can watch us on ESPN, too, and listen to us on ESPN Radio and, of course, on the ESPN app. We are presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call. What has Bill Russell meant to you? 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. And to so many, he meant so many things, Harry, because we are talking 
about an absolute legend and not just on the court, but off the court as well. I mean, he was a winner in every way in life. He won so much in basketball. Forget about it. Nobody's ever touching the records that he set, the 11 championships in 13 years. It's remarkable. It's unfathomable, frankly. But so is his impact off the court. And during the era in which he was doing it, in the place in which he was doing it, and he spent his whole life beyond basketball that way. With Bill Russell, Harry, it was really important. He always said that I'm a man who plays basketball. I'm not a basketball player. The basketball portion, he didn't want to define him. He wanted everything that he did off the court to define him. And there's so many now professional athletes and former professional athletes like yourselves who have taken the standard that Bill Russell set and have continued forth with their own activism and their own impact on their own communities as well. Well, what what you just mentioned, uh, Amber, is one of the things I actually took from Bill Russell, and it has stuck uh, stuck with me for a very, very long time. Because, see, I never – even though I played football in the National Football League for 10 years, I never let anyone call me a football player because I was just a man that played that game. And I felt like I had many, many other attributes to my life um, to, to actually present to this world. Um, so I thank Bill Russell for that. Also, you look at a guy like Bill Russell and what he's, what he's meant to – Hall of Fame players, what he's meant to this generation now that's playing the game of basketball and just people, period. You, you hear guys like Cedric Maxwell, who does, uh, I think, the color play-by-play for the Boston Celtics now, but he was a two-time uh, NBA champion, a former NBA Finals MVP, uh, in which that award is actually named after Bill Russell. You hear him say things like, uh, people calling him a legend, but he, he, he basically said uh, in, a, in a Twitter post, throw that legend out of the door. I couldn't walk or hold Bill Russell's jock. And then you see a guy like Magic Johnson, who, who's won the way he's won and the way he's idolized, say that Bill Russell was his idol. But then you go to a guy like Kobe Bryant, who a lot of people um, uh, love dearly and still do to this day, even though he's not with us, and how Kobe Bryant read Bill Russell's book and picked his brain on, on, how, on, on how to be great in greatness. But then here's the funny thing I would say. You see guys like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, those guys are chasing Bill Russell because Bill Russell has 11 rings. Michael Jordan has six, never lost in the finals. Tom Brady has seven. He's chasing Bill Russell, and Bill Russell can sit back and laugh at all those guys. Like, y'all guys are trying to get to what I've already accomplished. That's 11 rings. But he was phenomenal on the basketball court. He was even better off of the basketball port, uh, court, and he had that standard for excellence. And he didn't let anybody cross that line or toe that line of that standard. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciate uh, fairly the most about Bill Russell. Bill Russell set the standard so high in terms of rings that we don't even try to get our athletes to obtain it, right? Like the standard for LeBron when we compare oh. LeBron is always Jordan and the six rings there. That's what we compare these greats to, these generational greats. We don't even bother with the Bill Russell championships <laughs> because it seems so unattainable and so untouchable. His greatness was that. And I mentioned his greatness on and off the court. If you're watching us on ESPN, too. They've done a phenomenal job, the television production staff, of putting up all the Twitter just outpouring of support mm-hmm. at the passing of Bill Russell. So many voices and names from all across the world of sports and beyond honoring Bill Russell. He's the kind of athlete who has such an impact beyond the court, Harry, that 
presidents feel the need to come out and issue statements about Bill Russell, because that's how much of an impact Bill Russell had on this entire country. Former President Barack Obama, he released a statement yesterday. Today, we lost a giant. As tall as Bill Russell stood, his legacy rises far higher, both as a player and as a person. Perhaps more than anyone else, Bill knew what it took to win and what it took to lead. Current President Joe Biden also released a statement through the White House. He praised Russell for his lifelong work in civil rights. He said, a towering champion for freedom, equality, and justice, and called him one of the greatest athletes in our entire history. Let's hear some voices on the life and legacy of Bill Russell. Bill Russell passing. What a hole we have now. He was a guy who did it all. He was an entrepreneur. He was my hero. He was my friend. He understood the world in a way that we don't. People call me legend. Take that away. Bill Russell was a self-legend. I couldn't carry the man's jock around. But man, did I love him as a player, as a coach, as a just person. He's the most documented winner in the history of North American sport, period. Now, we can, we can argue all kinds of aesthetics and all kinds of... That's a fact. That is irresolvable. No one else has a resume approaching that. Uh, Bill uh, was a McClyman's high, great, um, a two-time NCAA champion at USF, and, of course, the greatest NBA champion of all time with the Boston Celtics. Uh, but... Bill's life meant so much more than just his exploits on the court, as we all know. Um, He was an incredible voice in uh, the fight for an equal and just society. Uh, And during a time where it was very difficult for athletes to speak up, Bill Russell was fearless uh, in his quest to to ask for and to demand social justice uh, for African-American people around this country and around the world. Uh, Bill has always been somebody who the entire NBA has looked up to and revered. And today is a a day to celebrate his incredible life and to mourn his passing and to also uh, send our thoughts uh, to his family. So Bill Russell, from the Warriors organization, uh, rest in peace. You were an amazing man. You heard there from the voices of Cedric Maxwell, Bob Ryan, and Steve Kerr. There has been an unbelievable outpouring of support, Harry, from across the entire world of sports and beyond. And it's because Bill Russell did have such an impact on and off the court. I mean, you can't understate, obviously, the winning. You also can't understate what he meant to multiple generations of players in the NBA that came after him. But he was an inspiration on a national level, marching along alongside Martin Luther King Jr. standing next to Muhammad Ali. You mentioned earlier the story of Bill Russell when a restaurant refused to serve the black players on the Celtics, him refusing to play. I think sometimes people think, well, that's an easy position to take. There's no chance that anything Bill Russell did back then in that era, in that city, standing up for everything that he stood up for was easy by any means.
Yeah, and especially a city that really didn't embrace him, even though he was a star player and he was winning there. So he overcame so many obstacles. And if you're watching ESPN2 right now, they just showed the picture that I think is the most iconic of Bill Russell with him standing, uh, sitting aside Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor at the time, and Jim Brown in, in, in support of Muhammad Ali where he did not want to go fight in Vietnam because of the way uh, black people were being treated in this country. So to me, that's the most iconic uh, photo of Bill Russell ever. And I think second to that would be the one of him uh, with all those rings on, on his hand and the ones he's holding in his hand as well. We will have on Michael Wilbon to discuss the life and legacy of Bill Russell in just about one hour. But I mentioned the outpouring of support from across the NBA and beyond. Basketball Hall of Famer Oscar Robinson was on game night. He discussed what Bill Russell meant. Bill went through a lot of lot of different things when he was playing ball for the Boston Celtics and where he was living it, how he was treated and whatnot. And it got to be a point, I talked to him on several occasions about this. He was just a man's man, you know, and he did things to, to help himself and help his people. He got involved with a lot of civil rights situations, which people didn't 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 do it at that particular time. But he had to he had to he had the stage, he had to, he had the background where he could do this and get away with it. And Bill went through a lot, and I don't think really. The majority of people in this world today really understand all the things that he and his family went through and what he went through as a basketball player playing with the Boston Celtics. So you heard it there from Oscar Robertson. I mean, it's amazing, Harry, if you can do what he did in terms of winning with the 11 championships and, I mean, just remarkable with the 12-time All-Stars and the first black player inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. He was voted the greatest player in the history of the NBA by the Basketball Writers Association of America in 1980. It is amazing when you can have all of that on your resume and really the first thing people talk about is what you did off the court. That is so amazing to me about the life of Bill Russell. The true definition of the word leadership, Amber. Um, he, he was as, as great as they came when it came to leading. Um, he led in a lot of different ways. Um, and it's just sad that he's no longer with us, but we're going to celebrate his life because he meant so much to this world. And he overcame a lot of obstacles um, while being phenomenal on a basketball court. But I can't say enough how, how thankful I am for a guy like Bill Russell because who, who knows, I wouldn't even be here right now at ESPN doing this show if it wasn't for a guy like Bill Russell. I probably wouldn't have played in the NFL for the years I played if it wasn't for a guy like Bill Russell. So to have him uh, a, a part of my life, not closely, but to be able to study from afar, I'm thankful for Yeah, he laid the groundwork for so many black athletes that came after him and and just an unbelievable life and legacy. So we want to hear from you. What did Bill Russell mean to you? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, Debo Samuel, he got his deal. He is staying in San Francisco despite a weird trade request a few months ago. Him and the 49ers worked things out. We will get into that as well. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN2, ESPN Radio, and, of course, on the ESPN app. We're presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas, we're filling in for the guys. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports. At H Douglas eighty three, Harry, I feel bad even talking over the song. I got to be honest with you; they're Take taking us to church call. right now. You can also give us a call triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Fitting music because we are honoring the life and the legend of Bill Russell. We are celebrating the life today of Bill Russell. It is a sad day, of course, but what Bill Russell meant to the world of basketball, what he meant to this country, it just cannot be overstated enough. We have asked for your phone calls. What has Bill Russell meant to you? Again, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's where we find Derek in New Jersey. Derek, what did Bill Russell mean to you? First of all, good morning. Um, you know, the fact that we're able to go to school as an African-American, you know, we like to think about sports, but as I drive to up the Turnpike, Jersey Turnpike, heading to work, I just think about the ability for me to be able to go to school and get a college degree because of people like him, because of his stance and the segregation of schools. You know, yes, we think about the rings and stuff, and I think all of that's great, but, but his stance off the court was much more measurable for us as African-Americans than anyone that I can imagine. Yeah, I said that to me is the most remarkable component about the life that Bill Russell led, Harry, is when you're talking Mm -hmm. about somebody who did the winning that he did. I mean, just unbelievable what he did on the court. And the first thing that people talk about is what Derek just spoke about, the legacy that he left off the court. That, that is a life well lived. Well, yeah, when you look at a guy like Bill Russell who went through at times hell, right, for being a black male in the United States and a black male in the city of Boston playing a uh, a professional sport at a very, very high level, um, you just look, you think of all the obstacles and the hurdles that he had to climb uh, for us today to be able to do, do, do the things that we love and cherish so much, Amber. And that's why I tip my hat off and I commend guys like Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, and uh, Lou Alcindor uh, that you see in Jim Brown because there was a greater good um, that they seen to this game that we call life. And they were willing to compromise their popularity and their stardom uh, for, for that cause and that greater good, and that was freedom and everyone being treated equally in the United States. So 
Um, I salute Bill Russell along with his counterparts as well for being able to provide uh, a, a standard and being able to provide leeway for people that look like me and them as well to do things that they want to do in life. Now, Harry and I didn't have the pleasure of watching Bill Russell play, but this next caller did. Zen is in New York. Zen, I understand that you actually got to witness Bill Russell play in person. Oh, my God. I saw Bill Russell play in person dozens of times. I used to live across the street from Madison Square Garden in New York City. I saw him play the first time ever against Will Chamberlain in a preseason game at the Garden the Celtics against the Philadelphia Warriors. Everybody on the court was looking up at Russell and Chamberlain. And, you know, the, the other players were in awe. And in that game, Russell scored 20 points and had 40 rebounds plus. And Wilt had 40 points and 20 rebounds plus. After the game, I waited outside the garden to see players. And I went over to Bill Russell and I asked him for his autograph. You know what he said? He said, don't look to me to be your hero. Look to your father. That was one of the most significant things anybody ever said to me uh, who was not related to me. So, uh, you know, Bill Russell was an incredible basketball player, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time. Because the idea of the game, you play the game to see who's going to win. And he was the player that was on all those Celtic teams, from the first one to the last one of that era. The team changed completely, except for Bill Russell. Except and- for Bill Russell. He was that great, Zen. Thanks so much for the call. We're up against the clock. But just unbelievable to have been able to actually witness that era mm-hmm. in person and see the greatness of Bill Russell. And Bill Russell, he may not have wanted to be a hero, but he was that. He was that for so many people. Give us a call, 888-ESPN. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.